When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Indianapolis Colts are wrapping up training camp with a couple of joint practices against the Chicago Bears. So what is the latest from Colts-Bears joint practices? How's Anthony Richardson doing? And what's the injury situation, especially with Jonathan Taylor and Shaquille Leonard? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here as always by my fellow writer, analyst, and co-host of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast, Drake Wally. Drake, it doesn't seem like training camp has been going on that long for this to be the last practice of training camp. We're wrapping up training camp today for the Indianapolis Colts, and, and things have been popping in Westfield over the past two days. Very competitive practices with the Chicago Bears. A lot of good seen from the Colts, uh, but also some bad. So we're going to dive into all of that tonight. But first of all, how are you doing, man, on this beautiful Thursday evening? I'm doing great. It's just every single day that passes, uh, we get closer and closer to Jacksonville. You know, we get closer and closer to that first, that first game that everybody is just desperately waiting for. But hey, you know what? Good things, bad things from the joint practice. It's fantastic that they did this. I think next week it's the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're going to Philly for that. So Shane Steichen knows where to go for any ribs or you know any any food for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm glad that Anthony Richardson and these rookies are getting some, some, you know, getting tested by some of these other teams and, and really good players on those defenses as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and it is good. I, I'm very, I'm very glad that the Colts do this every year, uh, with these joint practices. It just, it just breaks things up a little bit by week four, uh, by even week three, usually these guys are kind of sick of going up against each other. They just want a new opponent, uh, new people to go out there and hit. So it's really good to see, and and I, I think both teams get get a lot out of it. And you're right, the Colts will go for one more joint practice to Philadelphia next week before they play the Eagles on Thursday night. Shout out to Truett. Truett, I don't think, is here this evening because he had to go to church so he can go to the game on Saturday. Um, but, hey, he was still here, able to comment uh, before our show kicked off. So, Truett, want to thank you for your support, buddy, even though you can't be here live. A horse, a shoe, and a football. I like oh, it. He, yeah, he couldn't find couldn't <laughs> find a huddle emoji, he said. Stats Matt is going to be the one that, that uh, helps us out this evening while we're doing the show since practice is actually going live right now uh so stats matt is going to be the one that that tries to keep us up to date he says there was a fight not sure he's in the fight but hey stats matt's gonna fill us in all evening uh want to give a shout out to uh looks like it's pharaoh 1k saying go colts uh great to see you here of course cmdsr from virginia chad Holderfield is here as well, and CMDSR already hit that like button. He already knows it's going to be a good episode. Knows the drill. Like DSG Good Bar, and then of course my wife getting in early with her super sticker here. Really appreciate it, Danny. As always, Josh 
uh, fan shirt here as well. Going to be a good night. Going to be a good night talking Colts football. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on all of our social media. Like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on Twitter and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel and hit that bell so you never miss an episode and you know when Drake and I are going live. And if you can't catch us live, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening to podcasts, we're on there as well. So make sure to subscribe and give us a five-star review. So without further ado, Drake, let's dive into it. And of course, we're going to start out with number five, Anthony Richardson. Uh, so we haven't got the numbers officially today. They, I don't think they've, uh, they've only done one 11 on 11 session so far uh, in tonight's practice. We'll try to get those numbers to you at the end of the episode as far as how he did today. But yesterday, a very efficient showing uh, from Anthony Richardson. He, he was overall 15 of 19, uh, which is about a 79% completion percentage, uh, mostly underneath stuff. The Bears, you, we all know Matt Eberflus's uh, defense, those two high shell safeties. He likes to keep everything in front of him. Don't let the wide receivers beat you deep. A lot of underneath stuff for Anthony Richardson, but he was pretty efficient throughout the evening too. So uh, in my opinion, not, not the worst thing in the world for Anthony Richardson to go up against this defense tests his patience a little bit and, and see what he can do by, by just taking what the defense gives him in a sense. Yeah. And, and you know, I know that we're non-biased here, uh, but here's the thing I have, I have read already multiple, you know, uh, tweets and like just analysis of, Oh, well he, he dinked and dunked, you know, Oh, that's why he was efficient. Look, that is an incredibly good thing if he did that mm -hmm. against that defense, because that's a, that's a defense that we've been talking about. That's what people are going to be looking to do is take away that deep ball. Hey, test, uh, we'll test you underneath. Let's see your accuracy intermediate and short for him to hit 15 for 19 and quote unquote, most of those were underneath passes. That means his decision-making is on point because guess what happens next? If they can start running the ball in a real game and they start completing underneath passes, Eberflus has no choice but to bring the defense up a little bit. And okay. So, it all plays in the grand scheme of things, but I think that's good that he did that. I think it's good that he's adjusting to the to the NFL speed and realizing you can't always throw a deep ball, you know, to save yourself. Exactly, and and that's going to be key. That's one of the big learning points for Anthony Richardson. And I, what what was the big knocking point out coming out of college? I mean, it was he could hit that deep ball. His deep ball accuracy wasn't a uh, really a concern. It was the stuff underneath though those short throws. So. Facing a defense like the Chicago Bears and, and what Matt Eberflus is trying to do, I think it's good for Anthony Richardson to, to, to face this, go up against a new defense, something that he really hasn't seen before. Um, and, and I'm going to keep throwing up these comments from Stats Matt today. He's going to give our live updates throughout the show. So he says people are saying that Anthony Richardson is killing the Bears on play fakes and making the defense bite, then hitting some shots. Big gain off a pump fake to Granson, pass to Pittman, and a touchdown to wide open Josh Downs on a, on a play action fake run by Richardson. So Thanks to stats Matt real quick. Yeah, stats yeah. Matt. And then here we and then here he goes. Uh Steichen through Farrell Brown out of practice for getting chippy on back-to-back -back plays. Uh so yeah, uh things things are definitely heating up there in Westfield <laughs> currently. So so thanks to Stats Matt again for, for helping us out <laughs> wow. here and, and keeping us up to date. But uh 
but yeah, Drake, I, I, this is this is all something that that we need to see out of Anthony Richardson and part of the learning process. And and things really weren't all great for Anthony Richardson either, especially in seven on seven. He he had some uh, uh, issues linking up with his wide receivers. He did throw an interception yesterday in seven on seven work. Threw it a little bit high uh, to Josh Downs, sailed over Downs' head, and was then intercepted by a Chicago Bears uh, uh, safety there again. It's, it looked more like a miscommunication on the route, uh, uh, something that that they're trying to work through and work through that timing. But hey, make these mistakes in practice. This is this is really what these joint practices are for. So that way, guys like Anthony Richardson can see a new defense and and go out there try to adjust to this new defense on the fly because. They're not watching any film. It's not like they're preparing to to go up against these defenses uh, 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 in practice. So it's it's a really good exercise for Anthony Richardson and and something that I I think is going to be really good for his development, not only in the short term as he prepares for the season, but 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 just in his overall just stacking those days and getting more information in those live reps. Yeah, and, and this is also a time where even if you're an experienced coach and, and you have an idea for a new wrinkle in your offensive or defensive game plan, these joint practices is just a perfect time to implement that stuff so you can kind of give it a test run. And so, you know, I, I think that that also equates very well for a guy like Anthony Richardson, because if Matt Eberflus wants to throw some kind of exotic defense at a mobile quarterback to test how the defense reacts to it, you're looking at arguably already out of the gate one of the biggest arms and one of the nastiest mobile quarterbacks in the entire league. I mean, this dude is huge. He's massive to be running that fast. So I think that it's it's good for every other team out there, but it's also good for, for the rookies and a guy like Anthony Richardson to just see so many different things from a really good defensive uh, play caller. Exactly. And, and, and here's another thing that I like Drake and it's, and it's really something that we have been, we've been talking about not only in practice, not just the joint practices when the Colts are practicing alone. And we saw it even in the first preseason game, Anthony Richardson continues to get better as the practice goes along or as the game goes along. And that's something you really like to see. And that happened yesterday where the first 11 on 11 session wasn't, wasn't, the the cleanest by any means neither was seven on seven but as the practice went along when he got into those second and third periods of of 11 on 11 then we that's when you really saw anthony richardson start to dice up and figure some things out against this bears defense and it looks like today so far it didn't the, the things didn't start out maybe as as crisp again but from what stats Matt was telling us about the pump fake to Granson and throwing it to, to Pittman, a wide open touchdown to Josh Downs, Richardson's figuring these things out. And it goes back to something that I tweeted out yesterday is that it just doesn't seem like Anthony Richardson, at least in the practice setting, he doesn't really make the same mistake twice. And that's that's very encouraging to see from your rookie quarterback. Yeah, and you have rough practices when you've designated his his you know down days. But you haven't had, oh, brutal showing. Oh, three interceptions, you know, sacked multiple times. He's able to avoid throwing second and third interceptions because he learns from those throws and those reads. He's able to avoid getting sacked because he can get away from pressure. Okay, so he's starting to get it. And that is just so important because this game moves so much quicker than anything he could possibly be used to in college. So, it's all about, like we've been saying, and it's going to continue being this way until he hits that peak, his mental development 
in this offense. It's a complex offense. It's not easy to understand, but it fits him so well that it's going to help him develop even quicker, and he could probably understand it even faster. Live update from Stats Matt. A 10-yard touchdown run by Anthony Richardson in a two-minute drill, and then a touchdown to Michael Pittman. So it looks like Anthony Richardson really is starting to dice up yeah. this this Bears defense. And, and, and who knows? At, at this point, then it comes to the to the question of will Anthony Richardson even play on Saturday? And and I think Drake, I think again, we are we already talked about this, but it's gonna come down to how the coaches feel like he practiced. If they feel like he had a really solid day and that's all they need to see from him, then in my opinion, while he does need those live reps, it's also a preseason game. If if you're happy with what you saw against the Bears, don't throw him out there. I mean, to save him, you can save him for the preseason game, maybe a, a couple series in Philly, but you don't want to you don't want to be too careless and, and care too much about preseason reps when you and also kind of be worrying about like you don't want to risk injury uh, uh, for for Anthony Richardson in a game that does not mean anything either. Yeah, and you got to think too. They're they're playing the Bears right now, you know. So the preseason game is going to be against the same team they've been having these joint practices with, and and he's improving as these days go go along, even with these updates that he's giving us, uh, the stats Matt's giving us. Look, man, I am all for just getting him more and more reps, but I I will agree with you here because they're going to be practicing against the Eagles, then playing the Eagles. They're going to be practicing against they have been practicing against the bears they will be playing the bears so if they feel fine with him and they're like look he looks great green lights all the way across the board go ahead and sit him let gardner Minshew get to let ellinger get to exactly i want to give a shout out to the no horsing around podcast who's, who's <laughs> tuning in tonight uh really appreciate you guys tuning into our episode as always uh it's always fun to talk ball uh with with zach and and uh oh steven no. steven gosh i knew steven i've known steven for years now so steven and zach really appreciate you guys tuning in uh as always appreciate your support logan schmidt is also in the building hey to you handsome fellas well hey to you as well my guy great to see you it's pat mcafee's buddy now yeah so. close close personal friend as brandon moses <laughs> likes to say uh but but let's talk about the rest of the offense here uh drake not just anthony richardson and and talking about what happened yesterday with this offense, we're getting back to another uh, an issue that's starting to to maybe be a critical one for the Indianapolis Colts, and that's the offensive line. Uh, uh, we did the Colts did not have Ryan Kelly out there yesterday. Still uh, do not have Ryan Kelly out there today. Braden Smith did come back, so that is promising to see the Colts' right tackle is suited back up. Uh, and then Will Fries got hurt in the middle of practice uh, yesterday, and he is not currently out there today. Um, but offensive line giving up a lot of would be sacks, and and that's not something that you exactly want to hear when you're when you're trying to trying to get your rookie quarterback into a rhythm and and allow him to work through some things well and look it's starting to get ridiculous with the right guard situation okay like now fries is injured now in that game against buffalo i know again it's the first preseason game you really got to temper your expectations but for fries to play pretty well in the running game right overall last year he had like over 600 snaps at right guard played pretty well in the running game he was not good in the pass protection 
Okay, and he was even worse by pro football focus standards against the Bills. Almost as bad as Emil Akior, who's an undrafted free agent. Just did a piece on it. So I got a good opportunity to check the numbers. It's starting to get to the point where it's concerning. You cannot put Anthony Richardson out there with a an offensive line that overall looks pretty good. But there's one crucial area right there in the interior, and it's the worst pressure. You just don't want a revolving door there. I think that other things with Brian Kelly, that's more maintenance-related, and they trust Pinter to back him up at, at center. So it's getting to the point where you got to do something, whether it's a free agent signing or a roster shuffle up with – I think they that we'll get to somebody they've been having play some snaps. Um, they got to do something, man. It's getting a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, and, and the thing is, too, like it, it just it – just, when we're seeing this stuff now, right in, yeah. in training camp in the preseason, there's still time to go out there and fix it. I, I'm just worried, and I and I really hope that the Colts don't do this. What they have been doing, or what Chris Ballard has kind of been guilty of over the past couple seasons, is trusting almost too much in his guys to a fault, being stubborn in thinking that they have enough when when they clearly don't. And and like yes, I understand that the. The offense that there's not too much offensive line depth available around the league. A lot of a lot of teams have offensive line depth issues. That's just the way it is in the NFL. But when there's some options out there available uh, uh, that you could bring in to at least try to to create competition, as specifically at right guard. And if things continue to uh, 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 to spiral like this or or not get better, the Colts are going to have to uh, really really attack things and and look for options outside of the building. One of the options that they do have inside the building, though, is Arlington Hambright. And and Drake, you and I talked about him uh, when we were uh, on Monday when we were recapping the Bears the, or the Colts Bills game, and and how Arlington Hambright was a was a bright spot a bright spot on the, the the depth of the offensive line played a really good game against the Buffalo Bills and and now he's been getting some snaps at right guard since Will Fries went down with that injury yesterday uh, uh, but again I'm not so sure if I'm comfortable with with betting that right guard position on Will Fries and Arlington Hambright yeah and the thing is Arlington Hambright those those Great, well, not great. He posted good grades and did a good job, okay, blocking in the game against Buffalo, against a team that has serious defensive uh, depth at the front, like from the ends all the way to the tackles. But here's the thing. He did that at left tackle. You know, mm -hmm. right guard is a totally different position. That's interior versus the outside on the left side. So I'm right there with you. I mean, Arlington Hambright's had some promise. But he's had some promise more like a, as a depth tackle because everyone's kind of looking at Blake Freeland like, are you going to step up? Because we got this guy who's been in the league a while who's looking to take your spot. He's like 28. So I still think you need to look for some of those free agent like depth pieces. There's veterans. There's guys that haven't been in the league before five years that are still under 30. They're still looking to start and they've been starting their whole career that the Colts could sign and not have to break the bank to get. Yeah, I agree. And and it's something that, that that they certainly need to keep an eye on, especially if things don't start turning around soon. Uh investment in that right guard position needs to be paramount. Uh but but there were some guys that that, that did stand out yesterday. It did have some good practices, specifically the wide receivers. Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, and Josh 
downs. It seems like that 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 Pittman's Pittman's almost that security blanket for uh, for Anthony Richardson. It seems like more of the slants, more of the uh, the the passes over the middle. The but he that the 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 X possession wide receiver role which is what we expected Pittman to be, kind of that A.J. Brown role in Shane Steichen's offense. And so far, he's been doing that. And and yesterday, he won plenty of one-on-one matchups. But you can start to see that, that chemistry and that connection really form with Michael Pittman, where when things start to break down, Richardson's looking for number 11. Well, and that's exactly what you were hoping to see. You wanted to see him still be the guy. He's been the guy, the volume catcher for the last two seasons with two different quarterbacks that are started or two different starting level quarterbacks. So that's awesome to hear. It's also good to hear that Alec Pierce is doing well because he's going to be the vertical best friend. He's going to be that guy that is improving his route running, but still is going to be the speedster who can just burn you deep. And then Josh Downs, dude, he just continues to impress. And we even had Isaiah McKenzie on the show. All right. But we respect Isaiah McKenzie and he's got a lot of ability, but here's the thing. As soon as they drafted Josh Downs, I said to myself, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time before they want him to start. It's a matter of time Mm -hmm. before he gets the start. Same thing with Anthony Richardson. I was thinking maybe week four or five, he takes on that full-time slot receiver role. It might be sooner. All right. He is scoring touchdowns. He's establishing a chemistry with the guy and they want Anthony Richardson above all comfortable in his rookie year. Well, he seems pretty comfortable with these three guys and Josh Downs as well. Quick, get, let's get some updates from stats, Matt. It looks like an 11 on 11 period. Colts defense is looking good. Quiddy Pay with go. a sack and EJ Speed with an interception off a bad throw. Stats Matt also says that Nick Cross tipped uh, the well. EJ Speed interception. And that's that'd be three times in a matter of two days that Nick Cross got his hands uh, on a Justin Fields pass. We're going to talk about Nick Cross here later in the episode, but uh, good to see out of that young, uh, that young safety uh, out of Maryland. So, but yeah, I mean, Drake, I, I, I wrote a piece on Josh Downs this morning for horseshoehuddle.com that the chemistry that, that Josh Downs and Anthony Richardson are, are, are forming together started way back before rookie minicamp when Josh Downs texted Richardson and said, Hey, do you want to go throw in the hotel parking lot? And they played catch for about a half hour, just, just learning one another. They've been roommates at Cran Park for training camp for the past month. And, and we're starting to see that we're starting to see Josh Downs get more uh, reps with the starters. He's been the past couple days, the starter in the slot when the Colts go to 11 on 11. Doesn't mean that Isaiah McKenzie isn't going to have a role in this offense. I think he mm-hmm. certainly will. Oh, He's yeah. going to have plenty of snaps in the slot. He's going to be used on some more gadget plays. But like you said, we're we're in agreement here that it was only a matter of time before Josh Downs took over that slot starting position. And just kind of like Anthony Richardson, as camp has gone along, Josh Downs has looked more and more impressive. Yeah, and uh, there, I just saw something. I, I don't know if I, maybe I'm beating stats, Matt, to this, but according to Destin Adams, Samson Epicom down on the play, he yelled an explicit and threw his helmet once he got to the sideline. Well, that's not so, good. Yeah, the Colts have been getting hit with a bit of the injury bug lately. <laughs> and it's, and it's, happened, it's happened over these past couple of days Gosh. as well. We're seeing a lot of different guys go down. So uh, got to gotta hope that uh, that 
if it is something, it's only a tweak of the hamstring. Uh, their stats, Matt, coming in. Ebicom went down, got to the sidelines. Damn it, Drake, <laughs> I was mid-typing. So I'll leave you, it to you. I'm sorry. You just you just slightly, slightly beat him Stepped there. on him. But, but to, to wrap up the uh, kind of some talk about the offense, Drake, running game has, hasn't been that great either uh and I, and we can this is partly because of the offensive line and the struggles so it doesn't seem like the running game has been able to get much juice out there with the struggles of the offensive line Deion jackson and evan hall still the number one and number two backs but a lot of a lot of things with the running game have been stalled right there at the at the line of scrimmage so and when having those two guys right in the middle that are out currently in in ryan kelly and will fries it's going to make things difficult for that running game to get going. And it's something Anthony Richardson desperately needs. I mean, he needs to have that running game. And if Taylor somehow sits out due to contract issues or is it, you know, is on IR to start the year, you know, God forbid, I hope he's not. I hope he resigns and he's healthy. It's like you want the offensive line to improve and you want to be able to at least get something going because you don't want to put Anthony Richardson in a situation where he has to go out there and throw the ball 35, 40 times in, in his initial experiences in a full-time NFL you know, setting where teams are legitimately competing because they're going to throw everything at him. So I think I'm not saying the less he throws, the better, because he's going to have to throw to develop, but you want to have a solid running game so he can have an easier time with those throws so he's not doing all of it because that's just not what you want lower right leg for samson ebicom that is currently getting checked out so with all this talk about injuries let's let's just kind of run through the injuries currently on the offensive side of the ball for the colts of course running back zach moss is still out with the arm injury as well as jonathan taylor is still on the pup list uh wide receivers starting to pile up rashad perriman uh has an undisclosed injury same with vincent smith and malik turner at wide receiver we already seen today mike strawn has a wrap on his uh, uh on the top of his uh, or his upper leg um kind of at the, on his hip area that's something to monitor and uh, the tight ends we still have a lot of tight ends out jelani woods with a hamstring mo alley cox with a sh- uh, an ankle injury and drew ogletree with a shoulder injury that's possibly three of your top four tight ends that haven't been out there for over a week now so the Colts offense is offensive injuries really really starting to pile up which is not a good thing talked about Ryan Kelly with his foot injury Will Fries uh, with a lower body injury as well who is not out there Uh, it's these injuries are starting to pile up so with all these injuries piling up that just makes me more and more certain or or kind of leaning on the side of caution I don't know if I'd play Anthony Richardson uh, on Saturday night. He's getting all these valuable reps in joint practice. You might just want to let him let him kind of take it easy. Maybe let him recover his body as well. Try to get some of these guys healthy. Yeah, and it's there's one thing to get somebody experience, you know. But then when you've got injuries, where you can just say, "All right, we sit him for a week, week and a half, and we can let our our starters heal up." The, that's different than you know throwing someone out there into traffic. You know, like oncoming traffic, because, Mm -hmm. look, I'm just going to point blank say until they get the depth issue figured out, until they get right guard solidified, not saying Fry's can't make it happen. He he could or Mm -hmm. Hambright could. But until they get all that figured out, man, a little bit worried about Anthony Richardson behind that offensive line. And I'm also even more worried if Jonathan Taylor is either sitting out or doesn't play because of injury. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, bud. 
And now let's move it along to the defensive side of the ball for the Indianapolis Colts going up against Justin Field, DJ Moore, uh, and this Chicago Bears offense. Uh, it seems like from, from what stats Matt has been saying, at least in seven on seven, uh, uh, Justin Fields has been carving carving some things up, but uh, yes, but he's also been kind of receiving some some of the pass rush here. We'll get a quick update from Stats Max as uh, Gardner Minshew takes sacks on three. Oh, excuse me, on three straight snaps. Uh, the, the more we go, the more we're we're hearing about uh, uh, more issues with the offensive line. So. Not good, Drake. Certainly not good. And but, he gets the ball out quick too. Yeah, he does. He he's really been working to get that ball out quickly. But uh, talking about uh, the defensive side of the ball, I'll be honest. We really haven't seen too much pressure uh, from Quiddy Pay and, and Samson Ebukam throughout training camp, and and that's something that now while Ebukam has been dealing with with a hamstring injury, maybe he got injured again tonight. You'd still like to hear some of some some more noise out of those guys, uh, but again, that could also be a good thing that Braden Smith and and Bernard Ryman are, are playing pretty well. But but it's good to see that going up against another team, uh, both of them are converging and and starting to get pressure, especially on a mobile quarterback like Justin Fields. Yeah, the the guys who really stood out as far as like pressure and sacks were Khalid Kareem, Al-Kadeen Muhammad, and I believe oh I'm gonna forget who else. Oh no, Dio Dengbo. Like there you go. They 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 all those were the three sacks. Not one of those guys is a first teamer. I'm not saying that, you know, because look, Ebicom and Pay, they both had limited snaps on Saturday, but they did not provide as much pressure as you would think against guys who can't get out of the pocket like Kyle Allen and Matt Barkley. All right. So right. You, you get Josh Allen in that, in that setting. It's um that's, that's a whole different ball game and a different problem. So again, first preseason game, but we have to go off the sample. All right. We just have to. So based off that the performance though, you had a little bit more of a showing from your depth pieces against the second, third teams than you did your first teamers against the first string offensive line. Right. So hopefully again, Really, we had the, nothing has been out so far about the Samson Ebukam injury right. as of yet. So uh, we're, we'll hope to hear more news before we go off the air tonight. Uh, maybe hear from Shane Steichen. Kind of depends when practice wraps up this evening. But but let's let's kind of switch gears from the defensive line to go to the back end, the secondary. And yesterday was a really good showing out of two very young safeties, two second-year safeties. Nick Cross had two interceptions yesterday, got a pat, got a couple, got the tipped interception to EJ Speed today, and then uh, made a nice pass breakup that was called for a, a defensive pass interference that the Colts weren't too happy about today. Uh, but Nick Cross coming on, and then Rodney Thomas II also had an interception of Justin Fields yesterday. That's a good sign for, for a group that, honestly, Drake, we, we did have some questions coming into the season about this young safety group just because the oldest safety really really of the group was julian blackman who's entering uh his his fourth his fourth season so when you have a young safeties that are starting to show out especially in these joint practices that's really great to see as stats matt tells us that uh a fourth fight uh now happened as things are getting really chippy there in westfield Ooh. eric johnson was for sure involved well, you know, I, I was actually going to say you got one guy who's coming off of a season where he was benched, you know, and you got the other guy who 
albeit a great season for a seventh round pick, was still a seventh round pick. So you're looking at him like, all right, can you do it again? And then he goes in to practice in some of these training camps a little bit injured and dinged up. So you weren't looking at, I think you were looking at Trevor Denbo at one point was playing safety. So they, the fact that Nick Cross is coming out and he's got, you know, two interceptions and a big pass play where he created an interception. And then Rodney Thomas is grabbing an interception. That is, if all of them can stay healthy and they can all produce those three safeties, that's a pretty solid safety group with Julian Blackman, Cross, and Thomas. It's good to see, especially though, Nick Cross making plays. That's huge. Going to highlight this comment from the CFO of Horseshoe Huddle, Patrick Rye says, "Not a fight until someone gets an RKO." Uh, that would be pretty comical to see an RKO on the practice field. A professional uh, wrestling finisher. There we go. There we go. That'd be pretty <laughs> hilarious. Uh, I'm not going to lie there. Um, but I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring up. This is a good question by DSG Goodbar. Could the Colts run a three safety sets to get Cross Blackman and Thomas on the field more? And they certainly could. Oh, Gus yeah. Bradley has used three safety safety sets before uh if we if we're looking at that you'd probably see two deep safeties with with rodney thomas the second and julian blackman and you'd probably have nick cross coming down there uh in the box to be either like a dime linebacker or or just an extra body down there in the box so yeah i i could certainly see it and gus bradley is is no stranger to three safety looks either yeah, and look, if you've got yourself like a like a third and nine or a third and ten, and you want to have an exotic blitz, look no further than putting Julian Blackman up there closer to the line and putting Nick Cross and, and Rodney Thomas behind him, you know, for the two high. Because Blackman feels better at strong safety. He says that he's he's acclimated better to that position. His play style is better for that. I see him being the real the real dart throw uh, at a quarterback. You know, if they're looking for a safety blitz. I can absolutely see Nick Cross doing it, but more so Julian Blackman. But I like that idea of using those three guys, especially in like a pass rushing or like a blitzing type situation. And another guy that's really good blitzer off the edge at, at, in the secondary, Kenny Moore. And yep. in a battle that's been going, going on there over these past couple of days is Kenny Moore versus DJ Moore. Uh, the two guys, the, the number, one tie, number one wide receiver for the Chicago Bears, going up against the number one cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts. And in one-on-one -on -one situations, that has been a battle. It hasn't been aggressive. They've been respectful of one another, but both guys have been competing. Kenny Moore has definitely got the best of DJ Moore at times. DJ Moore has also got the best of Kenny Moore at times. But honestly, that's what I want to see with these joint practices. The Colts' best guys going up against the Bears' best guys, making each other better, and, and the competition that comes out of it. I mean, fights are going to happen in training camp. I, I, that's, I don't necessarily like them happening over and over and over again, but what I do like to see is two guys that, that are at the top of their game, and Kenny Moore has been playing like the Kenny Moore of old throughout training camp. To see those guys going at it and trying to make each other better in that competition, that's what I love to see about these joint practices. Well, and you also are happy to see Kenny Moore playing so well against a guy who's who's made his name with very shaky quarterback. Play. Right, right. Now, now he has Justin Fields, and he has a focused approach here where – that's that's a legitimate connection, and it already showed in the preseason. I think that Fields was like three for three for 161 yards and like two touchdown passes, and I believe one of those was just a 60-yard pass to the DJ Moore 
Um, you know, didn't watch the game. I don't know if it was long or if it was short and created. Regardless, so that's a deadly connection. So great thing that Kenny Moore gets to start right out of the gate against a guy like DJ Moore just to continue to solidify himself as a potential pro bowler. He's got to return to that type of performance to prove to everyone that he's a starting caliber slot corner. Another interception by the Indianapolis Colts and another safety uh, making, uh, PJ making some noise <laughs> as, as Henry Black ends the second team 11-on-11 11 11 period with an interception of former Colt, like Drake said, P.J. Walker. So the safety's definitely getting after it here. So let's run through some of the injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Um, obviously, as stats, Matt says that Shaq Leonard did come out to watch practice. We're going to talk about his injury here in a second. But other guys on the defensive side of the ball that uh, are currently dealing with some injuries, obviously we already talked about Samson, Samson Ebicom going down uh, in the middle of practice. DeForest Buckner still is not out there dealing with that foot injury. Jannard uh, uh, Avery, the defensive end, was injured yesterday, undisclosed. Uh, and then Segun Alobi uh, had a concussion in the game against the Buffalo Bills. He is still out so not as many injuries on the defensive side of the ball especially since that secondary got healthy with kenny moore julian blackman uh darius rush juju brents all returning and all staying healthy uh but arguably your two best players on the defensive side of the ball and deforest buckner and shaq leonard not practicing today yeah and i still like to think that those are more maintenance you know related um, what I, I believe in that what does suck is though Jannard Avery and Saguna Lobi, they have had themselves a camp. Mm -hmm. All right. They have had themselves an off season and you get some serious diamonds in the rough. If you have good ability to scout what you have and those diamonds in the rough. And if they go out there and play in, in training camp and these joint practices and both those guys, they've been playing. And, and especially with with uh, uh, a with his concussion, you hope that he recovers from that quickly. But it's interesting. Jannard Avery, is, I, I see you have uh, have that as undisclosed. Has that developed or is that still undisclosed that you know of? still undisclosed shane steichen has not said anything about the injury he might after practice tonight uh but as of right now he didn't say what it was after practice the colts have not uh, uh dished out what it was either and and he's mispracticed again uh today so we'll have to see there's a lot of question marks about around injuries uh that hopefully shane steichen can answer uh after practice today let's talk about the latest colts news and rumors here drake to to kind of put a bow on this episode and and let's start with jonathan taylor who is in the news once again so the colts released a statement yesterday uh, about jonathan taylor he did return to the Colts this weekend uh, after spending time out of state at a rehab facility uh, for his ankle, trying to get back to 100%. He did return back to the team, but then on Monday, uh, uh, the Colt, he, Jonathan Taylor had to deal with a personal matter and, and he, he left the team again. Now, from what I've heard of what I've been told, this actually is a, a personal matter. This is something that he is dealing with, uh, in his personal life, it is not uh, related to his contract issue or his his trade request at all. It is strictly it is strictly a personal issue for Jonathan Taylor. So that's all the information I've been able to gather. We really hope that uh, uh, that Jonathan Taylor, whatever the the issue is, that we're thinking about him, his family. Hope everything is okay, and and hopefully that he can return to the team soon. 
Yeah, and you know it's been a it's been an interesting off season for Jonathan Taylor. You know, um, he's had to go through a lot of drama. Now I know that whether he took part in it or not is is beside the point. What matters most is that if they aren't even going to disclose it, it's something that that could potentially be serious. So for everyone out there, just remember this: this might be a millionaire, this might be a professional football player, but that millionaire professional football player is also a human being like you and me, and like me and Andrew, and like everybody else. So. Prayers up for Jonathan Taylor. Let's hope everything's good, and let's hope that he gets that contract he wants. The team and him can agree so he can get back to football and destroying opposing defenses. Yeah, at the end of the day, it, it is a game. There's much more important things than football Absolutely. out there. So hopefully everything is okay with Jonathan Taylor uh, and that personal matter that he is dealing with. So, But let's talk about Shaq Leonard. Uh, Shaquille Leonard has been, honestly, he has exceeded my expectations in training camp so far, Drake. Uh, he hasn't had a setback before today. Um, he had been practicing and been present full participation pretty much at every single practice uh, uh, besides today. Then all of a sudden, as Stats Matt said, someone did mention Shaq did have a trainer look at, looking at him a couple times yesterday, and now Shaquille Leonard did not practice today. It, it does sound like Colts practice is wrapping up there uh, in Westfield, so hopefully Shane Steichen speaks um, before, before we're off the air here. Um, but Obviously, anything, anytime that Shaq Leonard misses practice, right now at least, especially when he has been progressing so well, being out there in full contact, eleven on eleven, it's gonna it's gonna sound some alarms, Drake, and and I think rightfully so. Yeah, and it's mostly because of the the nerve issue. It's most I think it's mostly just because of the history that's had to lead up to this point. You, you know, Colts fans have had to wait for so long. It seems to get Shaq back to to square one to the maniac that he that he you know uh, has been for so many years. And I again, kind of like with the DeForest Buckner uh, tra- um, uh, issue with his with his injury, you're just hoping that the trainers are a little overly cautious, you know, kind of like, I I think we were at practice once and he went down and everyone, I think you mentioned it. Like you said that they, everyone was like having a collective gasp and like silence. And then he got up and everyone was like, okay. So everyone's just really, really, really tedious about this. So I think that it's just making sure he's good to go. Maybe he had a little bit of slow movement or something. And the trainers wanted to make sure that he's, that he's absolutely okay. Cause at the end of the day, you want him to be hundred percent if you can get him there for week one so that he can go out there and make some impact. Yeah, we can hope for that, and we can also help or hope for that it should, it's it's something else. It's it's an injury yeah. that isn't dealing with the back or the nerve exactly. issues, the ankle, everything that has been plaguing Shaquille Leonard for for the past two years almost. So. Hopefully we'll get an update before we go off the air. If not, obviously follow Drake and myself on Twitter. We'll be talking about it as soon as we get the news. Stats Matt coming in with some more uh, uh, updates. He said Anthony Richardson was two of six with three other completions called back for ineligible man downfield. <laughs> two of those were touchdowns in the eleven on eleven. It's a stupid penalty. <laughs> not not a good day for the offensive line. That's a not really a dumb day. penalty. And and I feel like I feel like we're We've just been dogging on the offensive line the entire episode, but <laughs> what do you want us to do? Drake, I mean, th- those mistakes can't be tolerated, you know. And, and especially when, I mean, yes, I know it's practice, but it's been it's been sloppy 
And, and it just has been really an unacceptable performance by the offensive line over the past couple two days. Stats Matt also says uh, one incompletion was a great throw, better defensive play, and two were the uh, the Pierce incompletions from earlier. So stats don't it seems like stats don't quite tell the story of the day for anthony richardson it seems like anthony richardson uh without penalties from his teammates had a pretty good uh a pretty decent day pretty decent showing um but still it doesn't doesn't seem doesn't seem like like things are gelling really for for that first team offense and in particular that offensive line drake yeah and that's really concerning um but again you still have two preseason games left there's still time to iron this out i did just notice that stats matt threw out an update that recently signed depth tight end ricky seals jones was carted off after practice so if that's anything serious it's pretty much will mallory and kylan granson right now pretty much for the for the top positions at tight end so wow Looks like it's a right foot ankle injury for Ricky Seals Jones. So more injuries piling up for the Colts. And to keep that that theme of injuries alive, we're going to talk about a big one that uh, happened last night. Came out today that wide receiver Ashton Doolin unfortunately tore his ACL yesterday in practice, and he has been placed on IR ending his 2023 season. He will not be out there. Drake, this is a bigger hit than a lot of people realize. I think Colts fans realize the impact Ashton Doolin has, but maybe casuals fans or or not not fans of the Indianapolis Colts who might not know who Ashton Doolin is, but Ashton Doolin provides very, very good depth for this Colts wide receiver room. Um, he can play all of the wide receiver positions, and, and he's one of the best special teams players for the Indianapolis Colts and, and has been an all-pro special teams player before for the Colts. This is a really big loss uh, for Indy. Yeah, this one, this one. if you're a diehard like, Colts fan or if you cover the team like we do, this this sucks. It's kind of a kick in the gut because, uh, you know, Ashton Doolin was going to – he's more of that big play, like kind of physical threat at wide receiver, not a big volume guy, but he was coming off of his best – like one of his best seasons receiving. And I remember breaking the news uh, – like breaking it for our channel with, with my piece, um, 36 special teams tackles. I mean, mm-hmm. 17 in 2021 – Wide receivers aren't supposed to be able to tackle. This dude used his speed athleticism, and he was able to become a really serious threat on special teams to make deep tackles, put, put you know, start off drives for opposing teams in very deep waters. I mean, Streamliner would gun down the field and get that play done. So it also sucks because he was a good blocker, arguably one of the best blockers at wide receiver the Colts had. So right. this one is bigger, like you said, than some realize, but – his impact and his absence will absolutely be felt, and that's not going to be easy in any way, shape, or form to replace, especially it sucks for Brian Mason, who is the team's new special teams coordinator. Exactly, and and because of the injury to Ashton Doolin, this definitely opens up opens the door for some of the other wide receivers to make the team. Ashton Doolin was a lock to make to the team, so, I mean, you could look at guys like Amari Rogers, who's had a pretty a pretty decent camp since the Colts brought him on does this open the door for a Brashad Perriman who's got really really good speed and is kind of has the same build six foot two around 200 pounds that Ashton Doolin has uh, we'll have to see so it's going to be a nice and interesting battle 
for that wide receiver spot uh, as the Colts have now completed training campus. Today was the last practice, but there's still over a week before the Colts have to cut down their roster from 90 to 53. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, which, which wide receiver can, can take that spot. Or is there a wide receiver out there that's not currently on the Colts that ends up coming in uh, to take that spot vacated by the Ashton Doolin injury? It's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, and don't forget now Michael Strawn has the opportunity of a lifetime. I don't want to say that in, in spite of someone's injury, but it's just the truth. When someone goes down with an injury, opportunities open up for the people behind him. Mike Strawn doesn't have excuses anymore, man. The, this is an opportunity for him to become that wide receiver five and – or, you know, and beat out guys like Amari Rogers and beat out guys uh, that are really trying to gun for that position. So it really stinks for Ashton Doolin. I hope he gets a speedy recovery going, but it does open up opportunities and we're going to have to see because someone has to fill that fifth spot on the chart. Exactly. And and to vacate the spot left by Ashton Doolin on the roster, the Colts uh, signed wide receiver Tyler Adams. He went to school, uh, local kid from Butler there in Indianapolis. Mm. He was on the roster earlier this uh, this offseason with the Colts uh, before he was released, now brought back. Tyler Adams, I, I don't think has really has a chance to make the team more of just a camp body. Uh, so that, but I do, I do think there is a high probability that it's going to be one of Amari Rogers or Brashad Perriman. One of those guys will end up making the team in place of Ashton Doolin. So, um, so that's that's all the news again a lot of injuries piling up yeah. here for the Colts Drake and I want to ask you this before we go here because of because of all the injuries to the starters because of the injuries to the offensive line what the offensive line has shown over the past couple days I'm going to pose two questions to you. One is just about Anthony Richardson. Do you think Anthony Richardson should play on Saturday? And number two, do you think any of the starters should really go out there and play on Saturday after two, what seems like very physical and and kind of injury-filled days for the Indianapolis Colts? You know, I would have initially said no to the Anthony Richardson, or I initially said yes to Anthony Richardson going out there. I mean, heck, I, I just did in yesterday's episode, or, or I believe it was Tuesday. Like, mm. I, I said yes, start him. Now, I'm not so sure about it, and I'm even less sure about it now after three sacks of Gardner Minshew. So, I don't think you start any of your key players. I hate to say that because it's it's a new system even for these veterans. They need to get used to it in a live, a live action setting against other teams where there's fans around and it's a legitimate stadium you know type of atmosphere but man i think for this weekend's game you say look let's get some of these guys some reps that are depth players guys like michael pittman and alec pierce they know the offense guys like anthony richardson he's shown promise in in these uh joint practices let them sit because until that offensive line and that depth shows that they can do something they're not going to be adequate enough to protect anyone, and now it's thrown out the window. Well, they played Buffalo. Well, now they're playing Chicago, who doesn't have as good of a pass rush as Buffalo. And no offense to Yannick Ngakwe, he is not even present in run defense. So it's like mm-hmm. you're looking at an offense that just needs to figure it out. The offensive line needs to figure it out depth-wise. Then you might start Anthony Richardson for the Eagles game, but I say you absolutely sit him. You almost have to. 
Yeah, in, in my opinion, I, I I'm not sending Anthony Richardson out there, and and I agree. I th- I thought on Tuesday, yeah, I mean, I think you could send him out there for a series or two. Now, now I'm not so sure. I mean, it seems like Anthony Richardson has shown enough in these joint practices over the past two days that you can feel fine with what he has done. Uh, but if anything, that offensive line I think does need to play. Get those guys out there. Get uh, uh, Blake Freeland out there, Arlington Hambright, Danny Pinter, Wesley French, uh, Dan Skipper. Get all of those those yep. backup offensive linemen out there playing and, and get some solid reps on tape. Show that you belong on this Colts team instead of these embarrassing uh, performances that you've had in these joint practices. So I definitely think those guys need to go out there. The defense, I say the veterans can can sit. Uh, if you have a couple young guys on offense that you want to go out there, maybe a Nick Cross can can get some snaps. But otherwise, I, I think if, if you're happy with what you've seen from certain guys in these joint practices, you, you sit them and you let them take Saturday off. But as for the offensive line, I think those guys need to get out there and, and rebound. Uh, I think they owe that to this Colts team because if not, man, things could be looking dire uh, on that offensive line once again. And that might put Ballard on even uh, Chris Ballard on even a more hot seat than he is already so that's our show for this evening guys really really appreciate everybody tuning in i know things were, were kind of chaotic there uh, trying to follow along with what was going on at colts camp and and kind of get through everything that we had to get through tonight but you guys were awesome shout out to my wife danielle for the super chat the lone one of the night but i'm also going to give a shout out to uh, the people in the chat patrick rye as always dsg good bar stats matt props to stats matt today for yeah. keeping us all up breaking news while we're while we're trying to do our show but still keeping us uh, all up to date uh of what's going on there in westfield cmdsr uh lawrence stogner who says hit that like button yes please go ahead and hit that like button on the video wherever you. you're watching us tonight um let's let's shout out to a couple <laughs> more here logan schmidt at john foncher andre 3k85 and patrick wire again he comes in with the super chat last minute <laughs> said fix that so not even a comment just is this done this this man this man is just He's the a, CFO. An absolute legend the cfo Sorry, of, of horseshoe huddle uh really really appreciate it but shout out debo uh true it for for commenting early even though he couldn't make it pharaoh 1k uh john scott uh josh uh, hashtag Mr. J or yeah, hashtag Mr. J. Everybody that supports us, we really, really appreciate it. If you haven't done so, go follow us on our social medias like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on Twitter, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live, so you never miss an episode. And if you can't catch us, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your uh, podcasts. We are on there as well. So please go ahead and subscribe. Give us a five-star review on that. So, Drake, before we take off, as always, let's let the people know what we've been writing on HorseshoeHuddle.com so they can go check out our written content. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I've i had a lot of stuff, but I broke the Ashton Doolin um, unfortunate news of his injury. So if you want to see details, go check that out. But I also will be releasing a piece called why the Indianapolis Colts need to sign a guard and soon. 
<laughs> very soon that piece is going to be releasing please go read it let me know what you think because I've, i it's my hot, it's like jake arthur said it's my hot kettle for the off season <laughs> yeah drake has been all on the the bring more people in on the right guard train and guys he's not he's not wrong so go check out drake's piece i had a piece come out this morning about josh downs and and the trust and the connection that he is building with anthony richardson and all that's gone into that plus dived into what Josh Downs has accomplished throughout this training camp. So make sure you go check that out and all the other fantastic stories on horseshoehuddle.com. You can follow Drake at D Walster Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we will be back Saturday night on the Bleacher Report app, breaking down the game, giving our instant reaction. So make sure you tune in and download the Bleacher Report app. Drake and I will be on there to Give our thoughts from the Colts-Bears game, and we'll be back live on YouTube Monday night to break it down and catch up with all of you guys, all of our supporters. So until then, guys, have a great weekend. Enjoy watching some Colts football, and we'll be seeing you soon.